Hello, welcome to Philippine and Stationery Season Three, Episode Thirteen. I am your host Frank. Hi, and I'm Collins. All right, you scrubbed this time. <laughs> <laughs> you did not scrub this time. Oh man! Uh, well, as you can see, the fact that I forgot our recording program's name and I completely scrubbed the intro. I'm not in a particularly <laughs> sharp state of mind right now. A little uh, duller. Maybe you need some caffeine to yeah, brighten yourself up caffeine, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit caffeine, a little bit sleep, maybe. <laughs> I, either way, either way will work. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, what do you got for me today, Frank? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, I just re- I realized that we haven't really talked about this for a few episodes now. Uh-huh. Um, for anyone listening. Our website is fountainpenandstationery.com. You can reach us yes. there. And our email is fountainpenstationery at gmail.com. Again, that's fountainpenstationery at gmail.com. There is no and. No and at all. <laughs> because I screwed up. <laughs> it is among one of the locked accounts by Google now, I'm pretty sure. so. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm sorry I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that being said, let's 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 go over today's topic really quick. Well, first of all, I think um I'm gonna start from where we ended up last time and uh Collins brought up why we didn't buy Ocean Swirl. Yeah. Two, three years ago. And no, not even two, three years ago, four years ago. Well, for mm-hmm. me, at least my excuse is the fact that the ocean swirl pen that was presented to me at the pen show was not a particularly flattering symbol. Oh, you, so you actually saw it in person? I saw it in person. I hold it in person. The oh, guy was offering okay. me a really sweet deal too. He was selling it to me for three eighty. That is amazingly good deal. Yeah, but I just didn't like it. I mean, I mean, that okay. one, the at least the one I, he was selling, it has a lot of the pearlescences in one side of a barrel. The other side is dark black color. Is there that much like odd QC variation that it would be like that? It's a poured resin. So mm. I, I guess maybe that one is like the very bottom of the uh, the batch. So like maybe the pearlescent, either the very top or the very bottom, so the pearlescent didn't really distribute it to that side. I don't mm. know what happened. But yeah, it just I see one side of a pen that has a bunch of pearlescents. The other side is nothing. That's a shame. That's why I didn't I get it. Thought, I would have thought that it would be, that you wouldn't get some weird... Uh, quality control problems like that for a pen like this. Well, it is a handmade process, right? The, the swirls are mostly a handmade process. So, but I feel like that would that would have been easily and very quickly ruled out. But all right, yeah. You imagine you have better quality controls; they should be uh, shouldn't be a problem. Yes, but it made it into production. Yes, and that was the one in front of me. I mean, that wasn't like a fake version, right? No, no, that was a legitimate one. So at a picture. Okay. Which is also why I didn't want to buy it. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. You you couldn't have expected that a three hundred and eighty dollar pen would balloon to ten times that price in you know two years. Yeah. And, uh, not that you would sell it, right? Like if you if you if we had this pen, we would keep it I would as a part of our permanent it. collection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> that was the reason why I didn't want to buy it. And I think the next one, it is the uh, Hanabi Glass Studio. I mm-hmm. think we heard the uh, Tokyo Inkling guy, uh, CY, brought this up a f- couple times. And uh, this is a Japanese uh, glass dip pen maker. Yeah. It, I think we brought him up uh, once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, Apparently they are they do live stream on Twitch on making their glass pendants. Oh wow! Which is also pretty cool. They make earrings, pendants, glass dip nib, but mainly the glass dip nib is 
Wait, is this really Japan? Yeah, this is from Japan. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have some really fantastic looking glass dip nib, uh, glass dip pens. Yeah, and the grip the grip section looks uh, fantastic. Yeah, and I think they he he, I'm not sure he still have it. Let me double check. I saw it last time. He had like a uh, larger. There we go. If you go down the very, very, very back, he has a pen called Out of the Haze. Out of the Haze. I have to... That's one giant dip pen. Oh, I have to go to like all products or something, yeah, right? Yeah, you go to the fountain pen products. Out of the Haze. Looking for it. Whoa, what the heck is this? <laughs> the giant glass dip nib, man. What the heck is this? That's <laughs> that's hmm. That he said he said he wanted to create a Mont Blanc style pen and that's like 15 the, the millimeter king, in diameter. That's like the king of pens version of a glass dip nib that looks like a that that tip of the pen looks like a double broad or something yeah yeah well 0 0.6 apparently 0.6 millimeter line and uh well like the other one the free flow too same thing it is uh it is 15 centimeter long and 15 millimeter width so it's a big hefty uh, pen so i mean okay so let's talk about the price a little bit here they're thirty-seven thousand yen which means they're not cheap. They are no well, three hundred four. Well, okay, three hundredish dollars. If you are looking at typical dip pen price, it is on the high side. It is. It on is the on the higher side. end side. Yes. Yes, but at the same time, this one seems to have a lot more work involved. Like if you take a look at it, like he. He oh, he has a cheaper version. So of course, he has a seven four seventy four dollar ones, eighty four dollar yeah. ones, and those are the uh, easier to make ones. You can tell like these are like more traditional shape. I say like, mm -hmm. he, like a few glass beads jointed together. But he also has the more expensive one, which you can tell that the pen is like jointed by three different parts or so the double helix per se. He has yeah, really they're fine. fantastic. Yeah, they they're really great looking to be honest. Have you seen the gold and silver feather dip pen? Which one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting to me here, and I have not seen this in a dip pen yet, is that they have a calligraphy nib. Right. That is so cool. Yes, calligraphy uh, <laughs> nib. It has an artistic nib. It has a normal nib. So. And I'm like, okay, so that means I can get in my italic dip nib pen now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that and actually I really like the colors that go on on that on the on the body there. Yeah, I think it is, he say that it's a filming process, like a fine silver and the 24 karat gold film it. That's how he got the color there. Yeah, that looks great. Yep. Yep. 176. And like This one's actually not I, too expensive, I, yeah. And actually the the yen I mean coming as uh from the US, right? The yen to US right now is really good. Right. The uh the the dollar value kind of went up and yen dropped quite a bit. So Yeah. If I'm so, to buy Japan now is probably a good time to buy. So at 170 uh 1700 1700 yen is 124 bucks. That's actually mm -hmm. pretty good. That's actually pretty good, to be honest. <laughs> it, this is actually a pretty good buy. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will add this to my uh, my long growing list of considers. <laughs> right. Okay. Next one. This is the. Platinum 10th Anniversary Limited Edition. Okay. For the uh, 3776 Century. 
Yes. There's something clearly special about this pen that I, I that on face value I cannot see. It's ribbed. I see that. Yes, that's it. That's that's pretty much the only thing. There's screws on the hand on the pen. Um I'm not sure about this, to be honest with you. Because I felt that it is a location to collect hand gunk. <laughs> <laughs> but that may just be me. I'm like, is it? I don't know. Some people say that it is the groove is large enough, so it doesn't really do that. And the uh, plastic is not slippery enough, so it doesn't really collect dust and uh, hang oil. But I don't know, man. Like, like for something that you hold in the hand, I typically don't like it to have too many grooves and uh, crevices. Some people like the some people like the 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 texture and the the tactile feel of a different, you know, characteristic right. of touch, right? right? I, 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 the word escapes me about what it is, but like some people like feeling something different than just like a, 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 a straight barrel. Yeah. And supposedly this one has a new nib. And, uh, the nib is very ornate, which I, yes. I'm trying to get a good picture of it. And uh, I think this is either a soft nib or a uh, semi-flex nib. Mm. So I guess we'll see when they when people got their hands on it. And because honestly, the, where uh, you're actually grip, where you're actually gripping the pen doesn't have any of those grooves. No, it does not. Where it caps, because you're gonna have all the grooves together, jointed together. Sure. I don't know. You left a comment here saying hand gun magnet, and I'm like. Is it? I don't know. That's a little. I, uh, that's my. Uh, that's that's the first thing in my mind. I was like, uh... the, the first Maybe thing not. to my mind. Okay, so it, it's it's going it's going on sale for about four hundred dollars, which right. not bad for a price. Also not cheap. Y yes, it's for not cheap either. Seventy six, right? Thirty seven seventy six typically goes a little bit cheaper than this. Yes. Um. It's. I mean, I can't get a good picture of the nib, but the nib does seem uh, a little more decorated than your average platinum nib. And like I said, the description actually says this is uh, the new nib allowed writer to adjust flexibility depends on the writing pressure applied. So mm -hmm. this kind of say this is kind of implied that is either a uh, soft or a uh, semi flex nib at least. Yeah. Right. So. We'll see when we get it to see how it performs. And yeah. the funny thing is that, you know, I think all the pen company right now, none of them has the actual pen sample. And looking through the website, they, they only, I think they all use the same stock image. Yeah, because even Goulet does not have, it does not, they, they do always not have, have a clear it. One. Yes, they generally has a clean one. Right? And I look at Goulet, I look at Apple Boom. <laughs> it's just none like none of them have it. None of that. It's like a blurry mess, to be honest with you. So yeah, we'll we'll see if they're when the actual photographers get their hands on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think this is a bad pen. This actually looks pretty good to me. You like it? Okay. Yeah. I there there's there's a classiness to this pen that I like. Okay. Okay. Would would I get it personally? Uh, not right now, because I mean, it does. It is basically your standard cigar shaped pen, just it with a couple. It is very much your standard thirty seven seventy six style, but no, I mean, and of course it's a different shape, right? So you can't really say it's a standard. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice, and it's yep. not like it's not like an abhorredly expensive pen, right? It's not like a thousand dollars. So okay. if you were, if you wanted to buy a nice, if you wanted to come inside the platinum collection and get a pen, um, and it's available now and you want to, you know, get it something a little bit nicer, this isn't a bad option. Yeah. Uh, for something with a very special nib design yet, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our next product is the Opus 88 Color Roll Demo 2022 Color of the Year from the pen. 
Mm. So if this goes by the last tradition, this should go the, yep, called the very Perry <laughs> colorway, Pantone 17-3938. Very Perry. What is that? I, like, I, 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 let me let me come off the block and say that I do like the color. It's like a purplish blue. I yeah. also like the color as well, and they they gave it a red cap. And uh, yeah, I can't I, tell. Is the grip a foam or is it just the same uh, plastic as like the cap red? Um, they use embonite, I think. Okay, yep. that would explain like the weird. It looks like it's like a porous plastic. Yeah, the pants parallel pair with red ebonite on the pen top, bottom, and grip mm. section. So that means this grip section is actually going to feel a little bit warmer than actually acrylic because ebonite is rubber. So it insulates better and you can feel a little bit warmer. Very nice. Not bad. Yeah, so. It's a very fun pen. It is. And I mean, what's the price right now? 130 Yeah. Not bad. Honestly, I I remember when I was really into getting all of the different Franklin Kristoff uh, color variations. Like I would have totally mm -hmm. gone. I would totally get one of these for that. <laughs> I might get one of these just for the fact that it is a this one of those traditional Japanese eyedropper pen, and you can mm -hmm. shut off the valve so it doesn't evaporate after you leave it too long. So you can oh, use the is... pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's and this one is demoing with the flex nib so i'm guessing you can get the flex nib as you an can option get a steel nib and you can get a flex nib oh yeah wow the flexible nib is only ten dollar more so yeah, steel nib, bad. but it's ten dollar more only that's not bad you can get a 1.5 stub too if you want <laughs> you you know me but but I think I th I'm pretty sure these are uh, Yovo uh, number sixes, right? Um, yeah, nib size number six. Yeah, Yovo. They, they, they look exactly like the Yovos. They, they say fit it with a Yovo nib, so that's certainly yeah. Yovo. All right. Yeah, not bad. So yeah, you can buy it. I think a lot of places has it for pre-order right now. So. Our next one is, dude. This one's gonna hurt, man. This one's gonna hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, Sailor increases prices of gold nib pens. Oof. Sailor, you've already increased your prices before you tell us this. <laughs> well, they they increase the price once. They say due to the uh, material cost, right? Mm hmm. And now they're increasing the price again on any pen that has a gold nib in them. Hmm. And the price increase depends on the pen. Nib size, right? So they're hmm. So, just <laughs> just FYI, if you take a look at a document that someone posted in the uh, in the thread, I'll, sh I'll I'll link to the thread later. This is not from the Pan Network, um, and uh, it leads to the network seller's actual price difference. Do you have a link? Uh, I'm scrolling down. Okay, let me give you a link. I'm not sure how much you can read this. I just have, I have a slight cheating advantage knowing kanji. But, uh... <laughs> yes, that this would be. The uh, pink one is the old price. The red one is the new price. I just think to are those in yen? Yes, those are in yen. Okay. So but, so if you translated it, the price went up by uh depends on what you get. It make went up by let's see one two three. Oh wow, a thousand dollar. <laughs> if you were to take a 29 a 29,000 yen pen that's 212 dollars 
it's now 35. So, you know, on, on, on your general, in your, you know, average pen of like 200 ish dollars, you're get you're going to expect an increase about 40 to $50. Yes. And uh, their, their entire, uh, the other ones, which is like the, um, what is it called? Um, they're, they're Ushi pens, which mm-hmm. price like $3,000. Wait, yeah, three thousand dollars. They increase about like two hundred dollars too. Yeah. So, I think basically in general, anything that is not their their super large nib, like the uh, like super big nib, not even a king of hand, just like the, the specialty nib, increase about a thousand. And the rest of the larger nib pen increase by two hundred dollars, and the smaller gold nib goes increase by a hundred dollar. Hmm. That hurts, man. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everything's getting that much more expensive these days, right? Like ever since we started, you know, even recording this podcast, like the, we've just seen the prices consistently go up, pushing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Is it about, there's a positive out of this? To be honest with you. <laughs> But it is what it and is. I, and I doubt that they will drop their... Maybe they'll, we'll see some sales at some point in the future if... Yeah. Like, they will, like this will be their standard MSRP. And then maybe we'll see sales come this Christmas time the, if prices <sighs> drop. Hopefully. We'll see. This is the uh, price is set to be set in motion August, uh, August 1st. Mm-hmm. So you have... How many... You got like a month and uh, 10 days if anyone's going to buy pants <laughs> from sellers. Uh, yeah, well, a month and 10 days up until the uh, the price increase goes in effect. All right. <laughs> yeah, not, not good news. <laughs> not good news at all on this one. All right. So... I guess uh, we can get to the uh, the meat of the topic today. <laughs> the and, meat uh, of the topic, or the uh, <laughs> the, the, the caffeine intake. I- yes, the caffeine intake, the original ideas. Because well, I, I'm running low on rest and caffeine lately. Well, mainly because I work over <laughs> the Sunday. Um, oh, you had to work. Oh no. Yeah, I already worked the entire Sunday. Just stupid oh, no. stuff. Um, I think I had this idea ever since the uh, Sailor, the Sailor's uh, Special Edition Tea Collection came out mm-hmm. with their first pen. And so my question to you, Collins, is what do you drink when you're journaling or when you use writing something? Or honestly, just in general, what do you do during your, what do you drink during your relaxing time? It depends. Uh, well, um, there's two kinds of drinks, right? Like there's tea and then there's coffee. Um, tea. I, I so let me start off the boat by saying I actually don't drink a lot of alcohol. Uh, my body doesn't handle it very well. Um, Frank, you can testify to that. Collins is a very, very, very cheap date. I can have one shot and I will be very good, very red immediately within For the seconds. rest of a night. <laughs> yeah. For the rest of a night. Not just immediately. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend not to. Uh, you know, I'll just drink water or whatever. Um, but I do yeah. drink a good amount of tea and I do drink a good amount of coffee nowadays. Um, I used to be just a straight up tea person. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, uh, because... Uh, I guess I couldn't appreciate coffee. And then uh, I did not drink coffee until about 2020. Um, when I was at home working from home and I'm like, okay, let's just try so you got bored. the process. Yeah, I kind of got bored. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let's experiment with coffee for a little bit. Okay. Um, and since I started experimenting with coffee, I bought an espresso maker, an espresso press, um, have my own electric grinder so i can do both like drip coffee and espresso coffee um but with tea i started out mostly drinking uh 
Genmai Cha and uh, Hoji Cha. Those are the like, oh. standard ones. Okay. That I drink. Wait, both of them are relatively lower on caffeine, right? They are, yeah. Now, hojicha okay. is almost almost has none because of the roasting process. Yeah, yeah, it's super is pretty heavily roasted, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And, and Genmai is fairly low. There is some caffeine in it, but it's fairly low. And you get, but you get like the the burnt rice aroma. Right. Yeah. So you went the opposite, basically. You have coffee <laughs> in one hand that's like heavy loaded in caffeine, and then you have yes. tea. But not just normal tea, but tea that has specifically very low caffeine content in it. Well, I'm chasing the flavor more so than the caffeine content. The caffeine content is a nice effect. Okay. Right. Um, I also make an iced tea. I get I get a, uh, I think I have an Earl Grey tea. I just like cheap Earl Grey tea that I bought on Amazon. <laughs> it was like, it was like $15 for like a pound or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um. And what you do with iced tea is you just, I didn't know this until I, I attended like a tea class um, online. And to make iced tea, I just pour like maybe three times the amount I would make for regular tea into cold water and leave it in the fridge. Okay. Yeah. And then I have iced tea for the rest of the day, which is great. Yeah. Just just leave it overnight or over the time and then you can just steam it, stew it. Um, yeah. I did that for work, but I had to seal. Okay, our work's refrigerator wasn't exactly the cleanest environment. Yeah. So I had to buy like a special bottle to, uh, so that it doesn't don't leak want, any air inside. You don't want refrigerator smell to leak into your tea. Right. And it happens when you try to do an iced tea, just in case yes. anyone's wondering. Uh, tea, icy does absorb some of the smells into it. And. Well, one thing I found that helps, mm-hmm. uh, so I put, I have garlic in the fridge, okay? Why? Uh, well, you know, to keep it, you know, whatever. I, thought it would be I, I have garlic, but okay, let's go ahead. Yeah, I, I, anyways, I have some, I had some garlic in the fridge and then I opened my tea. I'm like, oh no, it smells like garlic. What am I going to do? I found a solution. Really? <laughs> Which is number one, I, I, I double bag it. Number one. Number two. I put the garlic not at the top of the shelf, but at the bottom, <laughs> so that as the air, as the air, not the air conditioning, but the refrigerated air moves down as cold air falls, it doesn't take the garlic aroma down to where the tea is. I put the tea higher, the garlic lower. But when your freezer smells like garlic, with that? No, actually, I think the freezer and the refrigerator are separated. Unless they are separated. Okay. Yeah, I think they're separated. Okay. Well, okay, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I can go into my coffee thing a little bit later. How about you, Frank? What do you drink? Uh, my alcohol consumption is like the opposite of Collins. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of true. <laughs> I... Like, Collins is a fairly skinny person. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm on the opposite spectrum. I'm a much bigger guy. Which not, also increases my... It also increases my alcohol tolerance. Sure. And I just happen to have a gene that absorbs it. To process it. So, um... Mm-hmm. I drink a lot when the occasion comes. <laughs> as you can tell from the last birthday party i i that party i did drink i think i drank at least a glass and a half of the sake and that was actually a really yeah. good sake yeah yeah it was it was great it's just expensive so it, but it was great yeah it's like a 50 dollars <laughs> sake or something like that yeah it's like 50 oh boy 54 bucks a bottle yeah that was good though. I did not turn. I didn't turn that red with that sake, which I liked. Really? Because it is actually more concentrated than the normal ones. I don't know. I don't know what happened. That one is eighteen <laughs> percent. I I do like how I'm immediately invalidating that I don't drink when I, we're bringing up a situation where I did. But yeah, no, um, but that one's yes. that one good. That, that sake is good. 
Um, but you do you you do drink more than me do. I, I than I do. That that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> Not to alcoholic yeah. level, but I do drink a lot more. <laughs> um. So so for me, the relaxing drink at night is maybe. Uh, Surprisingly, I don't actually drink beer that much. I only I'm I'm like a social beer drinker. Social beer I'm drinker. A, I'm a social beer drinker. Um, but when by myself, typically just a uh, one or two shots of whiskey at night. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it depends on what I have. Right. And uh, was. Whiskey and sometimes what else do I have? Um, I have the um our own plum wines that we make from the uh the peach wine. So you have a peach tree and you make your own peach wine at home. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you bring this over to my house one day, and it is just the 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 sweetest high alcohol content syrup that I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I got I screwed up. Okay, um, the guys is one layer, one layer of sugar and one layer of peach or plum. And suppose we thought it was plum as peach. Um, mm-hmm. That was too much. <laughs> the layer patch is at one to one point five, one 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 to zero point five, which I, I think is a much better sweetness level. <laughs> but yes, it is. It's basically a. Uh, Smaller unripe green peach, uh, marinated in the vodka, and uh, yeah, and plus sugar. Then you just wait nine months, and then it's it's ready. Oh, that was that that was a nine month wait for that. Yeah, yeah, that was nine month wait. Oh wow, yeah. So. Um, besides that, during morning or during during time that I cannot afford to get drunk. Why not supposed to be a little bit tipsy? Um, uh-huh. I drink tea a lot. Like I work uh, in my house, and I I joke with uh, the other guy Randy um, that uh, I need to have caffeine running in me to play first person shooter games. Like you need it. Well, to become to 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 stay competitive, <laughs> you, I, I need you, some you, caffeine water in me. <laughs> You you need some drugs to be able to compete competitively. Yes, or I, I otherwise need some they can't. performance enhancement drugs, quote unquote, <laughs> <laughs> to keep my alertness up. So, so what do you drink? Um, I drink the uh, high mountain tea quite a bit, which is mm-hmm. like a some. It's just a tea that my uh, my parents used to drink a lot. My mom used to drink a lot, so that kind of passed on to me. Um, I used to drink a lot of black tea, which is weird because black tea is translated in Chinese as red tea, mm. which gets me confused all the time because <laughs> I keep typing red tea and I can't find anything on Google. And sometimes they just lead me to a different type of tea. Ah, that would, I, you're now helping me understand why the red, um, the red tea that I like is actually a black tea. <laughs> yes. Because it it's is. labeled as red, but in English, you never get red tea. You always get a black tea. You, you get black tea. And the red yes. tea, I think, if you look red tea, a lot of times you get chai tea. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I like, uh, I drink black teas, and uh, which the green tea is typically oolong. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that is also Tieguan. Uh, Tieguan is actually a mistranslation in English. A lot of places, for example, even the uh, the wubao shop we go to, he calls yeah. it uh, the Iron Buddha. Yeah, or uh, Metal Buddha. The metal Buddha. Yes. But it is a mistranslation. I would call, I would say it's probably Steel Goddess or like Metal Goddess. Yeah, it's, it's kind of Steel or Iron Goddess. Where technically the the exact word is actually steel bodhisattva. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's steel, steel or metal bodhisattva, or I guess if you want to do a literal translation, is the steel goddess of mercy. It is a good tea. I really like that one. Yeah, it is a heavier roasted tea. Mm-hmm. 
than the typical mountain oolong you're going to get. So it has more nutty flavor and the roasting flavor to it. And I actually like it quite a bit, especially sometimes with milk taste as well. If you didn't know, that's actually tea, uh, uh, in Cantonese, it's called teet gunyam. Um, it's actually my wife's favorite tea. <laughs> it's your wife? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I typically drink it in the. Uh, Okay, I drink all my tea this uh, in the uh, Kung Fu or Kung Fu tea style because mainly it, it fits better to my forgetfulness at work or in general. What, what do you mean it fits into your forgetfulness? Because the way to brew Kung Fu tea is um, you, you load, kind of overload the teapot with teas. Mm-hmm. And then you use a shorter brew time. Like, for mm, example, okay. typical recommendation brew time is like a minute, a minute and a half, and sometimes mm-hmm. two minutes. Uh, Kung Fu tea in general, they recommend the first brew times to be 20 seconds. Mm. And then you do 15, because the first the first one's a little bit longer, so 20 seconds, and then you do 15, and then back to 20 seconds. So, so you extract the flavor. You don't want it to stay too long, right? So it becomes bitter. Yeah. But you also have to um, make it faster because they have a lot more teeth in there. Yes. And because you, you do a lot faster, I don't forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> it admittedly, that is a problem because I brew the Japanese method. or Because uh, the, the tea place that I usually buy my teas, they we did a little class. And it's usually like the, the five milligram weight. You brew it for one minute. Um and then your next brew is at a higher temperature for a shorter duration so you don't get those bitter aromas. Yes. And I sometimes forget. Actually, I sometimes forget. <laughs> I always I forget. forget. always forget. So the Kung Fu tea, when you hit the one minute mark, typically it's already, it's already at the fifth or sixth brew already. Yeah. So if I forget, it's less <laughs> consequential. Right, because at that point, all of the flavor has mostly been drained out. So at a minute brew time, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, if you really forgot, they left it for like five, ten minutes. It's okay. It's still, it's, it's still pretty much drinkable. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what I prefer nowadays. And so I drink the mountain tea, the uh, take wine tea with that. Um, I also drink some of the black teas, um, which typically it is the uh, some black teas. Um, I don't really drink that much black tea nowadays because I realize it stains my tea really easily. Yeah, I mean that that that's true for most of the like uh, the darker teas and coffees, right? Like, yeah. it just stains really. W- it stains your tea really easily. Yeah, not even just the tea, um, the fillings. Mm. And the filling is hard to stain back white. Yeah, yeah. Once the fillings are yellow, you can't really turn back, which is really really pain in the butt. So as I kind of kind of uh, stay away from black tea for a while. For for those people who do drink coffee or who enjoy black tea, one thing you can do is you always have a glass of water and you rinse after you drink. That will help. Again, I always forget. <laughs> oh yes, I think the doesn't by now probably knows. I can be a very forgetful <laughs> person. <laughs> Again, the fact that you forgot our recording software's name and you just had to literally ask me. It's like, yeah, no, it's this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot names really easily. I forgot program names really easily. I, I just you forgot. Something... You forgot famously for the both of us. You forgot my name for a full one minute. <laughs> it wasn't one minute. It was. It was. Uh, it was a little bit longer than that. <laughs> it it was a little longer than that. It was like you you were standing behind me and you're like, "Hey, uh uh er um and I turn around like, "Frank, did you forget my name?" Yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, just part of the course, buddy. Part of the course. Yeah, I don't it's know. Okay. Just name just name just easily escape me. How things look I, it, t- it typically goes into my brain, but how how things are named typically escape me. I, I'm actually totally with you on that. Like, I can meet someone and I will completely remember who they are, where I've met them, what color shirt they're wearing, but I will forget their name almost immediately. Yeah. 
Um, but however, the moment I friend them on some kind of social media application, I will remember it at that point. Yeah, I still don't remember. <laughs> I, I need to click into a profile and oh, so this guy, okay. Um, yeah. Lastly, I think um, between Mountain Tea, Black Tea, and I mean, I for a period of time, I keep trying Pour mm-hmm. because it's more, um, it's a more fermented tea. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more flavors to it. Yeah. I give up. <laughs> I think I could get branded a heretic by some people, but I honestly give up. Um, because there is a lot of varieties in poor. Yes, yes. And a lot of variety that I don't, do not particularly enjoy because some mm-hmm. poor can give very earthy flavors. Uh, in case people don't know, pu'er is like a, it's like a very, it's like a very. Uh, they dry the tea leaves into like almost a cookie, right? It depends on the type. Some of it's okay. pressed, some of it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it's aged by at least like five years, three years. Sometimes ten. Mm-hmm. I have my my possession that's from nineteen eighties, so they can they can get aged for yeah. a long, long time. Um, the it, issue with like, wi- yeah, like whiskey and wine, yeah, and whiskey stuff. and stuff, yeah, yeah. So the the issue poor is just um, like when you are doing taste testing, it's fine like if you find what you want, what you like, but if I am doing taste testings, I there is just a lot of tea that I would not like to drink through, even though I don't want to waste it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of gave up exploring for poor. I just stuck with whatever I'm on, uh, like to buy, and, which is, I think one of them is a Royal Poor and the other one, actually just Royal Poor because the other one's hard mm-hmm. to get. It's so a 1981. Um, Royal As Poor itself. It, poor yeah. is a, um, Poor is very f- uh, popular with the older generation right now. Yes. Like your, 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 you know, your grandparents or Supposedly whatever. Supposedly like healthier my, for you. Know. Supposedly. Well, because there's less caffeine, right? It's this age, so there's mm-hmm. less caffeine breakdown. Caffeine over time get breakdown to sugar. Mm-hmm. That's why caffeine, like the older teeth, tastes a little bit sweeter because caffeine got turned to sugar already. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, it's easier for them. <laughs> and there's a good amount of antioxidant inside. And... Uh, but they say there's a lot of health benefit I'm not entirely sure about, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so there there are some slated health benefits. We can't validate whether that's true or not. Yes, but, so I'd rather not to say anything. <laughs> right. Um yeah. but overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Um well I like green tea and the black tea mm-hmm. in general. Poor I just got to stick with the and the one I'm used to, basically. Uh, and what about you for your coffee drinking? Yeah. So ever since I started my journey with coffee, uh, it, it really just started because I remembered really liking um, the 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 smell of coffee in the morning. Uh, sometimes when you go into the office, like it just mm-hmm. always smells really good. Uh, so I started brewing a, a drip coffee at home during COVID. And it was okay. Uh, there was a there was a time when I was adding a lot of milk and cream to my coffee. A lot oh, of it. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can do that um, anymore. Um, just so you understand how much I was adding, um, you get weight, right? If I recall correctly. I, yeah, I I I didn't get any weight, but I increased my cholesterol count. Oh, okay. Terrible. Because we had we were baking a lot during covid and we had heavy whipping cream (laughs) heavy whipping cream uh is something that you add to your baked goods sometimes and we weren't using it we weren't using it very often so i'm like well let's just see if i add some heavy whipping cream to my uh (laughs) to my coffee uh it tastes amazing when you add heavy whipping cream because you're basically turning your coffee into an ice cream at that point yeah (laughs) um but I think what ended up happening was I, I, for me personally, drip coffee is, is only okay. My true love is getting an espresso, like making a latte for myself. 
Right, you have one of those hand-pressed ones the last time I went to your place, right? Yeah, so I have a Flare Espresso uh, ha- uh, lever machine. Mm-hmm. And so basically the entire process is manual. Instead, like when you go to Starbucks and you get an espresso, it's, they basically like, it's just this giant espresso machine that forces hot water into the puck and then it just dumps it automatically for you. For right. me, I have to manually heat up my hot water, pour it into the machine, use my hands to press it down and force it to nine bars to get my uh Yeah, yeah, you have a digital gauge shot. there, right? You can, yeah. you can read it, yeah. Yeah, I have uh, I have all the scales and everything. I have it all set up <laughs> to, you know, and I love it. Like making espresso in the morning is great. Um and I I just use a little bit of oat milk. It's like 1 to 1. Okay. Like one shot of oat milk, one shot of uh espresso and th- and I love it. I don't even add any sugar and it's great. Okay. Yeah, I can't even add sugar anymore for coffee. <laughs> if I add sugars and uh it's weird because I'm not cheap, but for coffee, if I drink it with milk and sugar, I have really strong acid reflex. Oh no. Well, I, like I said, I said I add oat milk. Well, actually no. Would that be okay for you? Because I'm not adding a dairy anymore. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'll have to make one for you. I think in general, it's not even dairy. It's just sugar and coffee. Mm, maybe. I mean, coffee itself is very acidic. It is definitely. It definitely doesn't sit in your stomach as good as tea does. Yeah, I think the uh, sugar increases the speed as... Well, the, the the acidity of the coffee increases the speed that the sugar turns into acid. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, I get very strong acid reflex whenever <laughs> that happens. Um, so from yeah. now, from that point, just black coffees. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it took a lot of work to get a lot of it took a lot of work and practice to get my uh, manual press espresso to work properly because sometimes you need to press it at the right speed and right pressure. Otherwise, you'll uh, uh, you'll oversaturate your puck and you'll get burnt uh, bitter coffee, or you'll you know there's a bunch of different variables that you have to get right and it took me i think three or so months for me to really nail it down so my question is do you Uh have a journal with that do i have a journal with that uh i do (laughs) (laughs) i do actually each coffee bean has so coffee only lasts so long in storage Mm -hmm. like if you buy it freshly roasted I think it could only last maybe about two months before it kind of goes stale and you lose some of your the good strong aromas over the first couple of weeks. Okay. Now, I buy some coffee from a local roaster. I also buy some other ones from... I, I really like this Maui Hawaiian coffee that's like fresh from their fields. Anyways, each one needs to be ground at a different uh, fineness. Okay. Because cause for whatever reason, I don't understand the physics of it. Water will pass through some ground coffees faster or slower, even at the same grind size. Okay, so probably the structure itself. Yeah. Okay. So for whatever reason, like each each coffee roaster and bean is going to have to be dialed in appropriately. So I have a journal that I go through and write down and make sure like, okay, these beans have to be dialed in at this grind size or this grind size. <laughs> I can't tell you the microns because my, gr- my grinder just tells me a dial number. So I just go okay. by the dial number. So, so you got to um, but... keep with your uh, dial wells. You got to yeah. keep with that your current grinder. Yeah. I mean, it's a great grinder. If, if people out there know, it's the Niche Zero grinder. It's a very good grinder. Uh, it constantly sells out. I was able to nab one, but um, but the 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 ranges can range from like the like a dark roast coffee that I brewed for you one time is ground at like an eighteen, whereas my light roasts are ground at like fourteen point five. And then I also have to journal to make sure that like if I do a drip coffee. That's all the way at like 36 or 37 because ground coffee is ground at a much larger grind size. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I do have a journal about my coffee. <laughs> I try to start with a journal with the board. You, you, you know what? It's, it's just sad. Okay. I dedicated a notebook to it. Mm-hmm. I wrote four pages. Okay. And I stopped <laughs> because I gave up. <laughs> 
Because so, you just couldn't find your love for it. I, I just couldn't... It's not that I couldn't find the love for it. It's just there's... I feel like I'm wasting it. Mm. Because I'm not particularly enjoying it. And I join the process, so it's an enjoying the process. I kind of just kind of gulping it down. For the one I don't yeah, like that's the flavor not... of. You need to right? enjoy it. Yeah. You need yeah. to enjoy so, it. So, 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 after a while, I just say, yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, this is literally like... I think it's a tea so far that no that that's under the same name that has the most variation of flavors. Yeah, I mean the aging process will definitely do that. Yeah. Right. So um I just gonna have to uh as sad as it sounds, I gotta stick with what I know for a poor. Um other than that, I think green tea it can be fairly adventurous, like mountain teas and green teas. Mm-hmm. Um they, they all have a baseline set. That you can you can enjoy. So, do you enjoy a matcha? I can drink it. I don't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> you can drink, but don't particularly enjoy it. Okay. I don't particularly enjoy the uh, texture of it, like the the powdery like texture, the, the, like the frothiness of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't particularly enjoy the texture of it, so I don't really drink it that much. If someone offered mm-hmm. it to me or I someone made it, I'll drink it. I don't have any mm-hmm. problem drinking it. Just I don't go after it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, for example, um, this is like the, the, I have this issue of drinking coffee too. I typically don't even finish a cup of coffee that I brew myself because I don't like the, uh, the residue at the very bottom of it. Oh, because you, you, you do a weird thing with your drip coffee, right? Yeah. Um, no, mine's just generally a grinder and the, the, the press coffee and that was it. You do a French press, that's why. I do a French press, yeah. Which it's not a very fine mesh. So it's it's a three layer metal mesh, but there still leaves a little bit of residue on the very bottom. Like very, very fine powders. But you don't like using a paper filter. I'd like to use a filter paper because uh, the uh feels like the coffee oil got trapped in paper filter too much. Hmm. So I don't smell it that well. Hmm. Yeah. And that's why I always I need like a very thin layer of coffee <laughs> for my normal coffee. Mm-hmm. And for example, the uh the black tea is is it's kind of funny too because like when someone asks where I buy the teas at work or uh someone else or online, it's hard for me to answer where they come from. Uh-huh. Because a lot of them is not branded or batched. It's just, it's just like, oh, this is a tea that I bought. <laughs> because my mother is, she's been drinking tea for like her entire Forever. life. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? So her friends also drink tea their entire life. Um, the tea she gets are typically, a lot of times are commission teas. Hmm. Okay. Like some of her friends will buy it out like from certain tea, certain tea manufacturer or like certain growers, and she just commissioned their entire batch for the year. What you're telling me is that she participated in a tea group buy. Basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. Very often, actually. <laughs> so, so what I have in my head is I know what tea this is. I know what type of tea this is. I have no name. No brand, <laughs> no year. Mm-hmm. So, so if you need a detail to buy exactly what I have, I can't. I can give you some, but I don't have anything <laughs> for reference. It would be interesting, though. I might want to get in on some of this group tea buy. Cause... Yeah, yeah. So that also leaves a question. That also leaves some problem because, for example, the poor time, um, the, she got something like a big cask and other time is like a big cake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not that particularly fun of having little tiny particles. So I'm the one that broke down all the tea leaves and sit in my kitchen with a big metal mesh and I just layer dangling the tea leaves to filter out all the <laughs> tiny dust and let it drip down. Mm-hmm. And just filter out the full tea leaf and just repackage it again for my own side. <laughs> That's how much I do not like the texture of like tiny 
tea leaf or uh, sandy textures. Yeah. I, I'm curious if there's a different way for you to brew it or like to sift it out. I mean, for coffee, it's fine. Once you set the coffee down for like when, when it has become a little bit like warm to drink, mm -hmm. they're already set on the bottom. So I just need to leave a very bottom a little bit. I want to see if like, okay, because so I have a different, you, you say you use a French press, right? Yeah. I have a different kind of coffee drip because I sometimes still make a drip coffee for myself because I still yeah. like it here and there. Um, mine is called a Hario Switch. And you you know how a normal uh, dripper works, right? I'm going to yeah. paste this link yeah. at the very bottom so that you can see what I'm talking about. Oof, that, that link did not paste properly. <laughs> Maybe you can paste it in. Nope, that didn't work. This is a very right. long link, man. I know. How come this link didn't work? Well, it works for me. Okay, okay. So you see what I'm talking about, right? Like, that looks like a normal uh, drip coffee maker. Yeah. But there's a switch. Because <laughs> that's why it's called the Hario switch. If you keep it up, it'll hold the water in the dripper. So the hot water stays with the grounds. Yeah. And so you basically still brew it like a... Um, like a uh, French press, like you, you just keep the grounds and the water, the hot water there together. And then when you're done, you press a switch and then it flows through the filter. You see, this is the ironic part because this is a paper filter. Yes. But I like the coffee oil a lot. Hmm. I mean. And coffee oil gets filtered out by the paper filter. Yes, it does. I'm curious if like <laughs> maybe there's something there's something in the brew method because I know there is a difference between brewing it in a normal drip and this drip, and I wonder if maybe you can maybe do you'll... the uh, the same wash method that you do for teeth. At the beginning, you co-wash it, <laughs> cold water. There <laughs> so is all a the little fine bit. grounds. Yeah, so you wash it off with all the fine grounds are gone, and then you just the bigger grounds. Maybe. 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 Right, you also get a more consistent brew because all the smaller chunks are gone. You know, I actually have never had. I've never brewed from a French press yet. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what the difference is. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, I um that what I think that's the uh, the tea that we want to talk about. Um, to be honest, for the sailor tea edition. If they release a, what is it called? If they release a oolong tea edition, where like mm. just mountain green tea in general, I probably gonna pick it up. <laughs> it will. I, it'll probably be the first green or yellow pen, whatever, whatever. However, they 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 gonna color that pen from silver. I gonna pick it up. I I gonna pick up. And it remind me, does it come with a a tea with it or no? No, it it just symbolizes the. Uh, General T collection, the general T's color. It's the Sailor Tea Time. Sailor Tea Time collection, yeah. And so far, it released two. It released, uh, it's Fika. It's one, one edition. One Fika and the. Uh, yeah, the colors. The uh, Holland Grota, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I butchered his name, I'm sorry. And the other is a blue one. Fika Cup, that's what they call it. So I'm pretty sure a traditional oolong tea is probably going to be like a really traditional ceramic, non-glazed ceramic, so either brown or green or yellow. Mm -hmm. Actually, they haven't released a new one ever since this one came out, right? I don't think so. Yeah. So I'm not sure they can continue it, but if they continue it, it might be one of my first purchases for into the sellers. We'll see about that. Um... Other than that, at night, like I said, I just drink whiskey. Uh, <laughs> if the next day I don't have much much to do, or I know for a fact that I'll be I'll be fine. I, the, the issue is getting older is the fact that it's hard to getting hard to judge how much whiskey you can consume without affecting you affecting you on the next day. Yeah, 
Yeah. I know um, that caffeine definitely affects me pretty violently if I, I drink it past three. Caffeine is weird because caffeine gets more effective as it gets older. That's good. <laughs> it actually hits you harder as you get older. Um, mm-hmm. Well, of course, I guess alcohol also hits you harder. harder but yes, it's that's the, the point. Side effect of alcohol. <laughs> That it hits you harder as it gets older too. Um, yeah. For me, I um I typically if I if I don't have anything that I like to drink, uh, a old fashioned, basically whiskey, any whiskey plus sugar plus a little bitter is palpable, drinkable. That's like the de facto stuff you can order at a bar or anywhere that that has a, a cocktail. Hmm. Um. But in general, at home is a Bullet Bourbon or Maker's Mark. Either it's okay. The one that you brought last time was Maker's Mark. I think it was for uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah, it do, yeah it's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like by yourself, Glenvid, uh, Glenvid Twelve Years, uh, the Caribbean Reserve uh, that was for Randy. The Twelve Years Single Malt is good for just casual drinking. Um, I, I enjoy those two at night, and typically. One, one or two shot can last like an hour or two, and it's not. It's enough to get me a little bit tipsy, but not enough to get me drunk, which is fine. Mm-hmm. The higher end one is typically um, uh, my coworker slash friends from Panama gave me a bottle. Having tried virtually, it's called the Iran Abulio XV Napoleon Cognac Cask. Wow, interesting name. Yeah, they are a rum. Suppose so surprisingly, it's a rum that is in cognac cask, hmm. so it comes a lot sweeter than your normal mm-hmm. whiskey or cognac slash whatever. Um, basically, uh, distilled liquor. Uh, but it still has the uh, whiskey kind of woody cask taste to it, so it's sweeter. So it's basically pre-mixed in a sense. It's pre-mixed fa- old-fashioned. So it, it goes down relatively smoothly. <laughs> you don't have to worry about too much. Right? Can you, can you, so when you drank that, could you taste the, the woodiness of the cask? Yes. You can certainly taste it. Um, that's, for, that's part of a whiskey's taste, right? I mean, I think this, my tea flavor preferences... Um, extends to whiskey in a certain in a certain point because I also do not like earthy flavors for whiskey. Okay, I can stand spicy. I can span. I can stand the uh, leathery, which is a little bit like tingy. Um, I can stand the uh, the wood cast woody color. I just don't like earthy flavor color. Period. I used to um, as you as you know, I used to work at a Starbucks at one point. Mm-hmm. Um. If it if it has an earthy aroma, it just means it tastes like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly joking, but uh, that's how I've interpreted it. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of people like it. Like for example, Alex really like earthier uh, cognac. Mm-hmm. He all the whiskey he recommended to me are all really earthy flavor whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried it. I, I, all I can say is not to my liking. So, right. um, my I much prefer I guess I'm the fruity person. I I much prefer the lighter, brighter, fruitier, more uh, sugary uh, flavor profile. Okay. And um, like uh, whiskey, like the uh, Hibiki Jap- uh, Japanese Harmony is also good. The issue is the time that I start drinking it, it the inflation also went up on this one. Okay, it was fifty bucks. 54, okay. 55 bucks back then when I okay. first started drinking them. Mm-hmm. They are now almost a hundred dollar. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. It is a lot. And it, it, it's it has a spike, like I guess like sailor pens. The spike yeah. in price. So <laughs> I mean, but this is a this is a hundred percent increase. Yes, it's a hundred percent increase. And once it's gone, it's gone. And I found the pen. I can say, hey, look, if I can buy the pen, I'm still going to use it after 10 years. It's still going to be there. Right. This maybe is... the, the, maybe the, the, the nib is going to be worn out a little bit, but the whole pen is still going to be there. Whiskey, down no, After like no, a month you... or two, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you, Frank. Yeah. 
most people don't know this, but you are a, you are a much lover of mango slush. Yes. Do you still drink that? Time to time. Time to time. Time to time. It's too cold nowadays to to my brain. The brain freeze a lot easier. Um, but I still drink it. Like, okay, my 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 law of drinking because what I realize is a lot of mango slush nowadays. It is not actual mango. It's just mango flavoring. Yes. So a lot of times he's really chemical. Mm-hmm. So the only time I'll get a mango slice of soda is when I see it is as their main client like, favorites. Like they they make mango drinks and like they use actual and mango. And it actually uses actual mango. That'll drink yeah. with it. That's, that's the only two times. The two, if the two condition met, which is it is their main main seller, mm-hmm. it's made of actual mangoes, that'll probably with it. <laughs> yeah ahead of green ahead of other milk teas yes yep and um, well I think this concludes our episode for the day it just In- like uh, just a little bit deep a little bit sidetracked but I, I think it's, it's fine and fun to talk yeah. about what we're drinking the off time when we're journaling when we write down our stuff or just just relaxing in general yeah a a way of focusing our brain with caffeine or not with alcohol uh while journaling (laughs) to 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 not think too much (laughs) in a sense right a way to wind down and relax yeah or like today when i need more caffeine because i just can't even remember anything anymore (laughs) so either way all right. Um, do you have anything want anything you want to add? No, I think that uh, that covers it for the most part. But if you want to hear more of us talk about uh, side topics like this, let us know. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I guess what well, this is what well, we named this uh, fountain pen and stationery for a reason. Just not it's not necessary. All fountain pens, right? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> there's other things that we talk about. We is had that... an entire episode on scissors. <laughs> It's stationary. Yeah, it is stationary. Yeah. Well, I guess T in a sense is stationary. No, no. I mean if you don't if you don't move it, it's stationary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for uh joining the podcast with me today. Collins. All right. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later too.